What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Well, hey, New Vision family, this is Ben Curtis, one of the pastors here at New Vision. And as we continue walking through the book of Hebrews today, I'm going to be reading through chapter 6, verses 16 through 20 from the New International Version. People swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. As we study Hebrews, the main weight of this letter really is a call for us as believers to persevere in the faith. But perseverance isn't easy. And when we get off track, sometimes it's easy for us to become discouraged. As we think about our time here on this earth, the writer of Hebrews um, kind of uses this image several times. It's like we're in a boat, right? And, And this boat is constantly drifting. It's constantly being pulled away from God. So in order for us to persevere, in order for us to stay steady, uh, to stay firm and and remain steadfast, we need a strong anchor. We need something that can hold us in place to the end and as we go on to maturity, uh, as he said in chapter 6, verse 1. But when we anchor ourselves, this is the problem, when we anchor ourselves to things that move, we move too. We begin to drift in our faith. And I can think of all sorts of things that I've anchored myself to. Sometimes it's material things. I mean, the security of the house that we live in, the neighborhood we live in, we trust in the security of our careers or even just the significance of having a career. We trust in the comfort that money brings us. And the reason I know that I do this is because of the amount of time I spend on these things. But material things are like sand. And if we're going to persevere in the faith, we need something stronger uh, than just material things. You know, we can anchor ourselves to relationships, and solid relationships are good. They can be a, a source of encouragement, but even the healthiest relationships, there's there are going to come times when we're disappointed because we're dealing with sinners just like us, and people are going to let us down. And you know, sometimes when all else fails, we kind of look to ourselves, don't we, as, a, as an anchor? And it's easy to think that if our faith is strong enough and our works are good enough that we'll be okay, but... The problem with that is that we're just like those other people. We're inconsistent. We're sinful, just like those that have let us down. None of these things are strong enough to anchor our hope to. We need an anchor uh, that's sure, that's steadfast, that's unmoving. We need to anchor our hope and our faith to something that will remain. And so yesterday, we were reminded of God's promise to Abraham. God wanted Abraham to have assurance that what he promised to him hadn't changed a bit and and would surely come to pass. He would bless him. He would give him many descendants. And so God not only gave Abraham a promise, but he also made an oath on that promise. 
And by the way, if you're wondering, those were the two unchangeable things, his promise and his oath uh, that were mentioned in verse 18. See, you can have a you can anchor your faith to God's character. That's the one thing that we can anchor to because we know that it, he is unchanging, that God is not, he's the same yesterday, to, today, and forever. But the thing is, is we follow Abraham's story after God had given Abraham a son. So, so he gave him this oath. He, he made this promise. Then he followed through. He fulfilled that promise. And after Abraham um, had Isaac, God kind of threw a curveball at Abraham, a major curveball. He asked him to take this son, this son of promise, Isaac, and go to Mount Moriah and offer him up as a sacrifice. And Abraham, I mean, he exercised great faith. He he obeyed God. But if you read that story, and I would just encourage you to, Genesis 22, verses 9 through 18, if you could just put yourself in Abraham's shoes, you begin to realize that perseverance wasn't easy. And on the backside of that experience, uh, God knew that Abraham needed some reassurance. So this is after he had uh, offered to sacrifice Isaac. This is after God uh, presented the ram and uh, the substitute uh, died in Isaac's place. And God reaffirms his promise to Abraham to give him encouragement, to help him persevere. And I want to read you just Genesis 22, 15 through 18. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and you have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. When life gets hard, we need to remember this promise that God made to Abraham. He told Abraham that all nations would be blessed through this offspring. And of course, we know now uh, from the perspective of the New Testament, Jesus is that offspring. And guess what? We're included in that phrase, all nations. So this promise is as much for us as it was for Abraham. And I think what we need to be reminded of is that Jesus is our only hope. He's our only hope for this life. He's our only hope for eternity. So anchor your life to him. And if we lose sight of that, we're going to lose hope. We're going to grow weary. We have to keep our eyes fixed on eternity. As I look back, I can't think of a single time in my life where I drifted in my faith while my eyes were fixed on eternity and on Jesus. But I've drifted a lot of times when I was focused on myself or I was focused on other people, relationships or the material. And, and so we need to focus on who God is. We need to focus on what he has promised. That's how we persevere in the faith. And that's a sure thing that we can anchor our hope to. Now, some of you may be kind of saying, you know, having this inner conversation, well, I, of course, I believe God keeps his promises. That's not the problem. The problem is I don't keep my promises. So what happens when I fail? Well, I'm glad you asked because there's even more encouragement for us in this passage. Our assurance doesn't come just from looking to God and his faithfulness and his unchanging character, but our assurance also comes by looking to Jesus in our unfaithfulness, looking to the work that he accomplished on our behalf. And so Abraham was able to obey God. He, he offered up his son Isaac as a sacrifice because he believed God would somehow fulfill that promise, even if it wasn't the way that he had in mind, even if it meant raising Isaac from the dead, right? But there's more to the story. Abraham understood something that God had made clear to him. This happened early on, uh, Genesis 12. Uh, God himself 
would bear the penalty for Abraham's own unfaithfulness. And, and so after God made his promise uh, to Abraham, that was Genesis 12, he confirmed that promise uh, just three chapters later in Genesis 15 by making a covenant. In the ancient world, when two people made a covenant, they would cut animals in two, they would lay them out, and then each party in that covenant would walk between the animals. And in essence, they were saying, if I break this covenant, may I suffer the same fate as these animals. I don't think there was ever any question as to whether God would uphold his end of the deal, right? Uh, the person in question was Abraham. In Genesis 15, if you read that account, this is actually why Abraham didn't walk between the animals. It was only God that walked between the animals. And God was taking on all the responsibility, not only for his end of the deal, but also for any failure for Abraham to fulfill his end of the covenant. And even though Abraham was a man of faith, we know he did fail from time to time. He kind of had a tendency to lie when he was in a tough spot. He was sinful just like us. And we all fail, don't we, to, to live up to God's standards. But God took the responsibility for us to keep our end of the covenant. He took the penalty for our sinful nature, our sinful deeds, by offering up his only son, Jesus, on the cross. So he provided a, a lamb for Abraham's sacrifice and he provided Jesus for all of us. Don't look to material things. Don't look to relationships, and certainly don't look to yourself. Put your faith in Jesus because he's the only anchor that's strong enough to carry us on. That's how we're going to persevere. Let me, uh, let me just revisit, and I want to close with uh, chapter 6, verses 19 through 20. Let me read that again. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So in the Old Testament, when the high priest went behind the curtain in the temple, he went into the very presence of God. He offered up sacrifices for the people. But what the writer of Hebrews is saying is that's no longer necessary because our great high priest, Jesus, he did a work. And he said, it is finished. He offered his life as a sacrifice for, for our sin, all of our unfaithfulness, and he is now in the presence of God. And that sacrifice, and I think that's so important that he is in the presence of God. That means that sacrifice that he made for you, it's good enough. It's good enough to pay for all of your sin. It's good enough to secure eternal life for you. I love how it calls Jesus our forerunner because that gives us this picture that, that he has blazed the trail into the presence of God for us. And if we put our faith in who he is, if we, if we anchor ourselves to him and what he has done, we're actually going to follow in his trail. We're, we're clinging to Jesus. And one day, by following him, by holding on him, it's going to lead us into the presence of God where he's at. And so that's the kind of anchor we need. That's the hope that we have. When this verse says we have this hope as a sure and steadfast anchor for the soul, it's not talking about wishful thinking. It's, it's speaking of the assurance that we can have of eternal life because our salvation is based on what God has done in Jesus, not what we've done. We can have assurance because our hope is wrapped up in who God is, not who we are. And we have this hope. It's a strong anchor because it's attached to Jesus. That's how we persevere. When we anchor ourselves to things that move, we move too. We begin to drift. But when our hope and our trust is fixed on God, who he is, and the work that Jesus has accomplished, 
that's an anchor that will never move. So friends, we thank you for joining us today. We hope to see you this weekend at one of our campuses, either online or in person. Thank you guys for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. As always, we hope that you heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk and reflect Christ in your everyday steps. To find out more information about New Vision, you can go to newvisionlife.com or follow us on Instagram at newvisionlife. Again, we're for you, we love you, and we look forward to seeing you back here on Monday.